My Mac Podcast 298. Who the heck is Tom? You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hello, I'm David Cohen and I'm here to tell you that the UK does not have an inexhaustible supply of Mac geeks itching to podcast and capable of tolerating Guy Searle. You have been warned. Hey everyone, it's the MyMac.com podcast number 298, which means that the usual usual gang of crazies are here. I'm Guy. I'm Gaz. Well, you can leave out all the... That was my craziness. Oh, okay. All right. As long as it has a name. That's what really counts, Gaz. Uh, real, real briefly here, before we get into the rest of the show, we want to talk about uh, the, the, the new stuff that you'll find at MyMac.com on the website. Uh, starting off, we have Future Media Concepts Online Training Courses Review by Elisa Paselli. Uh, then we've got Kensington Windshield Stroke Vent Car Mount with Quick Release Cradle for iPhone and iPod Touch from Steve Hammond. Yeah, I didn't even know Steve was writing for the site now. That's great. He's a cool dude. Yep. He uh, he was a, a listener invite from a couple of shows ago, which we, we are going to get back to. If you guys would like to to, to join us here on the show, you know, the, the usual gang of crazies, uh, go ahead, send us, you know, send us an email. We'll, we'll, we'll put out the contact information a little bit. Um, next up, there was an introduction to future media concepts. This is an interactive course review by R.T. Alitnikoff. Alitnikoff? Oh, jeez. Go, go ahead. <laughs> we've started. We've started. So it's, it's already, yeah. <laughs> we got to keep going. Absolutely. Reviewed three iPad cases from Griffin from Donnie Yankalo. Well, you got that one right. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Hard candy iPad cases reviewed by Beth Locke. FileMaker Pro 11. That's a review from Mark Seeley. And last but not least, our very own John Nemo. Two display adapters reviewed. I actually read that. And uh, one of them got pretty good review. The other one, eh, a little bit pricey. Uh, but, uh, you know, these, these are things that, we, that you use to kind of expand what it is that you use your computer for, whether you want to have it on a TV or a computer monitor, all out of an HDMI port. Well, I know one thing. I've read a couple of those, but I've got to. I haven't read the uh, FileMaker Pro 11 review, and I, I need to do that because I keep looking at FileMaker. I really do. So I've got to get into that. Yeah. You know, but, I, I, I've, I've used Bento. Um, never tried FileMaker. Databases, databases frighten me. <laughs> I, well, I used to do quite a lot with. Um, uh, yeah, I know everybody's going to spit here, but I used to Uh-oh. do quite a lot with Microsoft Access. Oh, um, God, don't and, even. And I, oh, you know where I work. Um, <laughs> I, I run a uh, I run a help desk, and uh, way back in the day when we first started with that help desk, we were using a you know, very very modified Microsoft Access database for you know basically everything we were doing and in order for me to you know and and i'm sure this had something to do with the way it was written up but in order for me to get the information that i needed out of it i basically had to print everything that had been created because we couldn't get down into the database to to just pull out the stuff we want it was an all or nothing kind of thing yeah yeah i did i i I got quite into working with it and 
getting into doing some a little bit of script with VBA, which is you know fairly basic scripting stuff behind, right. and uh, actually gone into writing a complete standalone database for a charity that we uh, we we got involved with. But uh, I really what was, what was the charity? Into, uh, it's actually the Ectopic Pregnancy Trust uh, over here in the UK, and that they do um, talk to people worldwide. So, uh, but that's another story and quite a long story. So, let's oh, okay, go. okay. Well, I just thought maybe you'd <laughs> want to give them a, give out the URL. Yeah, or I will do. I'd like to do that, but we'll perhaps we'll perhaps do that in a few. Okay, time. it's, it's right. a good story. Well, then uh, we're going to move on to some listener feedback, and uh, I think you've got this one. I have. Um, we had, and I've been and lost his name now. That was very silly. Oh, was <laughs> Reb. Oh. Reb. Reb. That's right. I haven't got his surname. Uh, well, you look for the surname, but it was Reb who sent in uh, a piece about my iPhoto library issue. So let me just read what he says. Okay. Uh, your, your iPhoto library is small compared to mine. I have over 28,000 photos and 98 gigs on my, my iMac at home. Well, all I can say is wow. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't have the issues that you mentioned when I, I opening iPhoto um, and then he goes on to basically uh, give me some options to look at a program um, or a couple of programs that he uses um, one is called iPhoto Buddy which is a library manager for iPhoto um, which basically gives him the option of selecting the various libraries that he has um, but he's actually gone over to Aperture 3 anyway uh, now um, the thing was, I've actually got iPhoto Manager on my um, on my computer, and the, the issues I was, ha- was having wasn't really uh, related to um, the size of the libraries. I don't think um, if if he's talking about the issues that I was having, um, it was related to a file, and this got me. Th- but it got me thinking. Because um, the the points that he brought up were salient, really. Um, I've got iPhoto Manager, which I have used to split some of the libraries. So, I mean, uh, and, and this basically, you know, this basically lets you keep various parts of your your photography life separate, so that you know it's not all basically jumbled, jumbled into one big mix. Correct, correct. I, I, um, I'm reading through the email in full, which I hadn't done. It was there was a fair length there, but he, he's actually looking to uh, move up to Aperture 3. He's, uh, obviously, it's, it's not exactly the cheapest of software, so uh, as per most people, you've got to try and save up for it. But he, he's looking to move over to iPhoto 3, uh, sorry, Aperture 3, which I think does a... a a more of a job of handling your photos and your libraries than than obviously iPhoto does. But it did get me thinking the fact that I don't particularly want to have multiple libraries because I know that there is uh, the alt option when you uh, click on or when you double click on iPhoto. If you press the alt or option key, it'll come up and ask you which library you want to open. But for me, all I want to do, Guy, I don't know about you, all I want to do is I just want to double click on iPhoto. I want it to open and I want everything to be there because I'm actually doing a lot of organizing within iPhoto itself when it right, comes between to... between, like, phases and places and, and some, some of the other ones and events. And the events, yeah, the events. And I also use quite a lot of the, um, the um, smart searches as well, uh, which is, you know, I, I use those to, uh, to create repositories of photos, I suppose is the best way to put it. And, but... The one thing I was then thinking, that's me as an everyday user. Now, when 
um, I looked at Reb's email again and realised he's got 28,000 photos. I can yeah, imagine. That's quite a bit. That's quite a lot. And obviously there's going to be lots of photos in there, which, you know, he's going to have very much segmented into different parts of perhaps his photography career. I call it career. That's, you know, he may, be, <laughs> he, may be, he may be a professional photographer. He may not. But you, know, you have a career, which is a period of your photography life. Right. And obviously he may have got into taking just landscapes and he wants to put those into one sex in a lot of library he may be taking uh, uh nature photographs it could be building whatever it is it well, really well not, not only that but also you know think about this it wasn't until i think it was iphoto 9 that introduced uh faces and places yeah. I, I don't know yes. you know your your options for kind of dividing up your library were were much more limited prior to iPhoto 09. Yes, yes. And, so and that's, that's where probably, some... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I think we we're going to agree with each other there, that the fact that that's where possibly some of these uh, split libraries would have would have kicked in. Yeah, But, yeah. you know, the, the problem with iPhoto is it's actually really very good for people who are just coming on taking pictures and want somewhere to keep them and make the odd adjustment you know the small adjustment yeah, that, that's it. that's basically me i bet i have less than you know three or four thousand pictures in my library yeah and and that's where you know i i'm taking more and more and more and uh and as i said i like to go to one place for them um because most of the time the pictures that i'm taking are to do with the family and they're to do with family holidays and we roll through them. I've, you know, I've got a link to the Apple TV downstairs. Um, most of the time, I must admit, it's more recent pho- uh, photographs that yeah. are streaming down to the Apple TV. And obviously, I also put the uh, smart folders on there so that when people come round, you know what, you know, when your mum and dad come round or your brother and a sister, you've been on holiday, they want to look at those photographs. So obviously, that's where my um, some of my uh, folders kick in, right. and they can just go through, and we just we just whip through some of the the photos on the Apple but TV. Is, is that how you scare people now? Instead of pulling out like a slideshow, you know, oh, let oh, me yeah. show you my right. pictures on my Apple TV. Ah, oh, look uh, at the time! Uh, yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. Absolutely, that's the best way. <laughs> if, you know, if it's getting late, if it's getting late, don't be scared of being there for another two hours in case they do say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I found his last name. It's Bliff... Bliff... I oh, can't even say it. Bliffernich. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Reb, that I didn't write your, your surname down. You no, it's a... Yeah, he, was, he was also a uh, listener invite from show 263. Right. Okay, well, g- good man. And... And I just managed to completely hijack the topic there, and I apologize. <laughs> well, no, uh, well, uh, now, we can get now, back on track. We can you, get back on track. Let's, now, let's, did you let's use Did you use iPhoto Buddy or, or one of these other programs to help you manage no. libraries? No, the one that I did use was I, um, iPhoto Manager. Now, the, but the reason I got iPhoto Manager was for a totally different reason. It was to actually be able to sync up my iPod Touch um, with my photos that I wanted in there. Now, people would be screaming at me and looking at the looking looking at the the, the iPod or their their Mac saying, yeah, "Whatever huh? device, what? Why? Why did he need that? Why didn't he just sync his photos through iTunes?" Well, here's a, a little nugget for you. I keep. We have four users on my Mac Mini. 
It's not just me as a user. We've got three other users plus the administrator. But let's let's not go there. So we've got four <laughs> users on, on the Mac Mini, all with their own accounts. However, there's nothing worse, and in my mind, in not being able to share all the stuff and duplicating everything. So what I did with both my iTunes libraries and my iPhoto library was to put them on a shared user um, drive so that everybody could access them. And that's where the iTunes... Uh, library points to actually okay. it points it points somewhere else but we're not talking about itunes but the <laughs> iphoto library does sit there and so everybody when they go into iphoto can see all of the photographs and you know they can add them and everybody you know it syncs up so we all see the photos not a problem now are they also allowed to delete or edit or is that restricted yes yeah no no i've full access no problems at all with that no problems at all with that We've that, got, that could actually be a little dangerous it can be, but I've got it all backed up, and it's being backed up on a regular basis. So if something did happen, then you know I'm, I'm quite happy with the backups that I've got. Yep. Time Machine is your friend. So is uh, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're doing a hijacking bit again on me, aren't you? No, no. Well, maybe. Anyway, to get to the point as to why I got iPhoto <laughs> Manager <laughs> was the fact that um, my eldest daughter, she could link the problem with that process was that if you linked that library up with more than one ipod or more than one itunes you couldn't then link it or sync it with another one oh, really? so I what i yeah yeah and it was it's something which still uh, it, it, you you kind of got right around it now i think um or well, apple have kind of got around it now with the sharing that you've got uh, within iTunes, but you what what I had to do was create another folder. So what I did was use iPhoto Manager to create that extra folder. It was an easy way to get in and to use it. Now I I used it on the the test, um, you know, the the uh, demo software, which allowed a certain amount of photos into um, my iPod Touch. But then I found it's useful and i also knew it as being a you know it could actually split my eye library uh, my iphoto library as well but i mainly used it to dump all of those photos into into the ipod ipod touch and in fact to be honest with you i'm still using it now it still syncs up with um, a particular folder so that um, i can easily uh, without any syncing issues which is what we had before because it wouldn't allow us to sync up the photos that I wanted on my iPod Touch and also allow uh, my eldest daughter um, on her through her iTunes access, accessing iPhoto to sync up different photos. And that was the problem we was having. So it, it, well, is, is, that, is that still a problem now or, or from within well, iPhoto, be- can't you create like, like smart, uh, smart folders that, that you can... You, well, it's not iPhoto. iPhoto isn't the problem. It's the, the, the problem was through iTunes um, because it was syncing up because the, the, I suppose it is iPhoto that, that's the problem because what I'm doing in iPhoto is obviously it's seeing just one sync through iTunes and it's creating a folder within the iPhoto library. Now, I haven't changed. Uh, I haven't tried it again since all of the updates. And I must admit, it's probably been 18 months now. So... There's a little test for me to do for a show in the future. I'll do um, some testing on whether we can now, after all the updates and changes that we've had with the operating system with iPhoto over the last 18 months, whether I can now do that little, um, have that little process running. 
<laughs> just in time for iLife 10, where it'll all change all over again. <laughs> Whenever Good that's going to be. Of course, but by thanks the, for the, by the feedback, Reb. Yep. Thanks for the feedback, Reb, anyway, because uh, it, um, it certainly got me thinking. And if you want to contact us and have us completely hijack whatever topic it is you wanted to talk about, <laughs> I can be reached at uh, guy at mymac.com. Uh, I can be reached at gaz at mymac.com. Uh, on Twitter, I am twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. And all that stuff forward slash Gazmas. And we we actually, you know, and if you just want to send a general email, you can also send it to feedback at mymac.com. And we have a telephone number, Gaz. Do we? We do. Really? Nobody. Has anybody, has anybody wrote it? Yeah. No, nobody calls us. But here. <laughs> I, bet, I, bet they, I bet they do call us here's, under, here, their, under their breath. Here, here, here's the number for those that, that might want to consider it. It's it's not a toll-free number. Get on with it, man. 703-436-9501. And um, on, on that somewhat strange note, uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to finish up talking about some of the items that we have in our 300th podcast contest contest. Contest, oh, wow. Contest, you, you, contest. You, you, contest you squared. Right, then. Sorry? You nearly got it right, then. Yeah, I know. Well, I figured you know, I can say it, but I can't say it well. So <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, Gaz, we can finally talk about the great stuff we're giving away in celebration of MyMac.com's 300th podcast. 300MyMac.com podcast is quite an achievement, Guy, so I hope the contest can live up to it. You know it will, and man, have some of the Mac developers of hardware and software come through this time. Uh, I'm looking at this list of prizes, and I must admit I'm a bit jealous that I'm not eligible to enter the competition. Me too, but two lucky listeners are going to get some great stuff. You know it. Look. Look at what the first prize is. An amp tune from Mac Alley, Smile on My Mac, PDF Pen, Drive Genius, and Data Rescue from ProSoft Engineering. That's not all, because they also get a copy of Hazel from NoodleSoft, Reggie Ashworth's App Delete, Boink Software's PhotoMagic 03 Pro, Default Photo X from St. Clair Software, and a Westone One TrueFit Professional Earphone from Westone. Wow, that's a prize package of nearly $700, Guy. Yeah, second prize looks great too, Gaz. It sure does. Another amp tune from Mac Alley, Joseph Software here, another copy of Smile on My Mac's PDF Pen, Hazel from NoodleSoft, App Delete from Reggie Ashworth, and finally... A second Westone One TrueFit from Westone. That prize is worth almost $400, Gaz. So what do they have to do to win this great swag, guy? Donate blood? Write an essay? Promise their undying allegiance to Steve Jobs? Not quite that severe. All they have to do is send an email to contest at mymac.com. That's it? No dragon slaying or fighting off ogres? Well, they will need to include their email address, telephone number, and an address to ship to if they win one of the prizes besides software. So just send in an email to contest at mymac.com with your contact information and you're in. That's it. Don't you have some lawyer speak to add now, Guy? All prizes awarded are the responsibility of the contest winners and the companies mentioned to ship and receive 
see. Some of the software awarded will consist of a download link sent to the winners with no box copy made available. MyMac.com and the MyMac.com podcast are not responsible for distribution of any of the prizes awarded. No administrative writers or podcast personnel from MyMac.com or the MyMac.com podcast or are associated with any of the companies awarding prizes for the MyMac.com's 300th podcast contest are eligible to enter. Thank you, and I wish I had remembered to breathe while recording all this. Guy, Guy, I think he's passed out. Don't let his sacrifice be in vain. Enter the MyMac.com 300 podcast contest with an email to contest at MyMac.com and we thank you for all your support of the MyMac.com podcast. One man can know everything, so it's good that there's two of them. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, of course, you only have about a week and a half to enter our 300th podcast contest. I got it right that time. Thank you Woo-hoo. very much. Uh, June 25th at midnight Eastern Standard Time in the United States is your last chance to enter the contest. Will there be a big clock counting down in your house going, beep, beep, beep? Well, I, I wanted to do it in Times Square, but they've got a thing about that, and they just wouldn't let uh, me do it. Hmm. So, anyway, so uh, basically just send in an email to contest at mymac.com before f- Friday, June 25th. We'll be having our drawing not long after that, and we will announce our winners on the 300th show. For all, for all of those great prizes. Now, this week we've got two, the, the last two, as a matter of fact, that we haven't talked about yet. The first one being Hazel from Noodlesoft that can be found at www.noodlesoft.com forward slash Hazel. I love it. I love this application. It's It can do so much, Guy. It's, 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 it's a preference pane. Um, and basically you can set this up to watch um places or folders on your on your mac and you can get it to actually do things when you know items arrive in those areas so let's say you've got a a clean desktop and you want to keep your desktop clean but obviously you want to download items let's say you use the um safari download position and you place that as your desktop so let's say you download for example a pdf and this is very basic this is a very basic process but let's say um you download a pdf that you you know you found on the web and you you want to keep it and you download it to your desktop you can tell hazel that if it sees a new pdf to do with that file, whatever, pretty much whatever you wanted to do, i.e. it can move it to another file and it can highlight that file in a color if you want it to, so it's not red. It can then put it into a like a holding place. It can put it into another folder where where you can um, obviously then read it later. It it's it can run scripts. And it, and it doesn't thing, necessarily have to be a file going to your desktop. It could be a no, file no, no, going no, no, anywhere. No, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Actually, what what I tend to do is have I've got a folder on my desktop where I dump stuff, and it then um, basically does with those files what I want it to do. Obviously, I've got a, a few processes in there. Right, and, which, and that's based it, on it, file types. Yes. Wow. Yes. Although you can actually do it, 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 there are a number of other ways that you can get this application to react to a particular type of file um, and move it. So it's a great piece of software to win. It also um, 
I mean, we've got uh, another application which is app delete, um, but this one will actually also um, can actually sit and watch your trash folder as well, and can and can look for applications being dumped into your trash can if you want it to do that, and it will uh, look for those apps and delete them with its preferences as well. Um, I don't think it's as polished as app delete, but it it'll do it, and it'll also just watch your trash folder if you want to keep your trash folder clear irrelevant of whether apps going in there or not it's a great piece of software great piece of software yeah, so you never even had to worry about that and no, I, i'm no, seeing here no. it's also integrated with spotlight yeah i it's 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 so much more powerful than the use i get out of it and i've heard some some fantastic uh, workflows which people have got using hazel um and you know it's almost <laughs> i'm sure you could pretty much get this to run your your machine for you it's a great piece of software. And it Highly is, recommend. And it's relatively inexpensive. It's about twenty-two dollars US. Twenty-one ninety-five. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great price. Great price for um, for a you know a wonderful piece of software. And it's in our contest. That's right. So if you win it, that's great. If you don't win it, please go to noodlesoft.com and and check out Hazel. It may be something you know. It may be the very program that you're looking for. Now, yeah. I've got, and I've got to say that that's pretty much the same with all of the software. I'm, I'm impressed with all of the uh, the uh, hardware and software that we've got. Oh, in there this is some it's really, great. really great stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. The last one we have is called Photo Magico Pro from Boinks. And that, this is another piece of software that I've got. And I've, I've had it for some time. And, I, and it's it's something which... It goes beyond the slideshow that you can create with um, with iPhoto. And it, you can do all sorts of transitions with uh, this particular piece of software. You can, of course, add music integration into it from your from your library. Uh, the transitions between slides are great. You can it, it's it's it does all sorts of stuff. Uh, it's a really powerful piece of software. And the one that you're getting is actually the pro. I think I've just got the standard version, and I'm pretty impressed with uh, with that. Um, I'll have to see if I can dig out. Um, a slideshow that I did, um, and pop that up onto the web so so you can see it. And, well, some of, some of the new stuff that it does from what I'm reading here, I, I, I'm going to have to see if I can get them to send me this. This looks really cool. It's got some plugins for Apple's Final Cut Motion and also Adobe After Effects. You can animate yep. stills. You know, they're saying here you can make amazing intros and backgrounds and B rolls yep. from still images. And I mean, I do I do a lot of work. In, well, it's you know it's for myself. I, I do a lot of stuff in uh, Final Cut Pro, and one of the things that can be really really tough is taking still images and making them do stuff. You, you, I mean, there's a lot of work involved in uh, this, moving this, something this across ma- the yeah, screen. Yeah, this makes it really easy because it uses two screens, and you can obviously position your you know your first position, your your beginning position, and your end position, and you can create you know the move between the two. It makes it makes that process to to make a still into a moving picture. It, it it's a breeze for that. It, it really is a breeze. It's great stuff. Great piece of software. Yep. The the home version is $29, but the version that we're including in the contest, which is PhotoMagico 3 Pro, and it says here that also includes Photo Presenter 4, which is, I guess is in beta right now. It's $149 U.S. from, from Boinks' store, and you can find out more information about that at boinks.com forward slash PhotoMagico. And that is really, really just some. Looks like it's some amazing software. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, God. Oh, 
be you dying. Are they? Do, you want, do, you want to, do you want to pat on the back or something? Yeah, that's going to be a long reach, I think, for anybody. <laughs> uh, now going back to something we were talking about last week, we were, we were talking about uh, Steve Colmey's problem with getting windows onto oh, yes. his, his, <laughs> his iMac uh, Core. No, it wasn't a Core, core Duo iMac. And uh, two of the suggestions that I had were relatively sane, which was to put in a bigger hard drive, which is pretty easy on that machine, or to make a small partition and just install the Windows OS on that partition and use his, his ex- external drive for all of his applications. Now, then you had a Frankenstein yeah, solution. Then, <laughs> then, then I had another suggestion that upon further reflection, decided that I should really, really tell him not to do this. And I think I mentioned him anyway, (laughs) at least three times. Don't do this. Um, I thought that it was so bizarre and I, I really didn't know whether it would work or not that, that I called the, the Mac geek gab, John and Dave over to Mac geek gab. And, uh, it's, I don't think that the show has been released yet. It is Mac geek gab two. I think it's two sixty seven that they actually played, the uh, the question that I gave them right around the forty to forty five minute mark, and they they also did not try it because they're not stupid either. So, <laughs> but uh, John Braun did go ahead and take the internal hard drive that he had in his laptop, and he had an external drive hooked up to it as well. He went into uh, Apple's. Um, Oh, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, drive utility program. and it, Disutility. Yeah, sorry. You're right. Disutility. And it did allow him to com- – he didn't hit commit, which would have done the process and, and brought their show to a screaming halt. Um, <laughs> but it did let him, as far as the software go, combine those two drives. Now, after I – after I, you know, after the show came out last week, I, I got a message from Tim saying, no, this is impossible. And then I, you know, I, I heard this feedback, or not really feedback, but I listened to 267 from the Mac Geek app, and they said it looked like it could possibly be prob- uh, possible. But, of course, you know, neither one of them was crazy enough to try it. Um, they kind of agreed with me that the, that the first two options were probably the better way to go, Steve. So, you know, yeah. but there was ignore ignore that last option. Yeah, still. yeah. You you you're, you're very welcome to listen to it and laugh like we did. And uh but right after that show came out, I did get a message from yeah, we, one of our staff yeah, members. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm crushed. And and the the, the show is called cool, actually we named the show um, After Tom Yeah, who is Tom? Because I'll, I'll, I'll be <laughs> I'll be honest here. Our hands up. I said, who is Tom? Because I don't know Tom. So, Tom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm I'm learning a lot about the MyMac team. And uh, you had a slap, uh, slap wrist there, I think, uh, Guy, because he yeah. says, sure, you guys snub me and send a question to the Mac Geek App Sniff. I'm crushed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, Tom. I, 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 I know because he's, he's Apple certified. So... You know, there's no doubt that that Tom really, hey, I, really say, knows his stuff. Yeah, he's he's going to regret saying that because I'm going to be sending him loads of emails now. Yeah, but the odd thing was he didn't answer the question on whether this was possible or not. 
Yeah, well, he, that's because he just, you know, he just got up from, you know, rolling across, across the floor laughing. <laughs> Didn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. Oh. And I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, that Tom's schedule and our schedule can match up somewhat. We can get him on the show. Uh, one fun. one of the things that that we do want to start up again because it's really just so much fun. We've had we've had a couple of guys on since is listener uh, invites to have you have you know just regular Mac users on the show and just kind of go through our our our, our normal crazy ass process of recording the show and get their feedback on on what they think. So if you would like to be on the show, um, please send us an email at feedback. At oh god, feedback at mymac.com. Mymac yeah. yeah, that's that's feedback. Wow, mymac.com. <laughs> feedback at mymac.com. Boy, and holy! I, and I think cow. I think there. I think at that point, unless you've got anything else you need to tell anyone, nothing that I could trust at this moment. No, I think we should go into a break. I think so too. So everyone, please stand by to stand by, and we'll and stand by for action. We'll be right back. everyone it's gaz and guy from the mymac.com podcast and we're here to tell you that if you like listening to us you'll enjoy some of the other podcasts from mymac.com there's the my Phototech podcast with sandro kuchia to tell you all about digital photography he also talks about the latest news and hardware and software along with tips and tricks to make you a better photographer there's the app minute podcast with sam levin about new or up and coming applications that's always going to tell you what's the latest and greatest let's not forget the geekiest show ever which is always about the weird and the wonderful with tim robertson and chad perry the mymac.com podcast my phototech sam levin's app minute and the geekiest show ever podcasts can all be found in itunes and they're all free for downloading no rambling about major league baseball this time guy no i've come to accept that major league baseball has nothing to do with mymac.com's various podcasts that is a remarkable bit of clarity coming from you, Guy. Well, I do have my moments. Do you think you could shorten the space between those moments a bit? Well, I... Hey, I don't think I'm crazy, and neither do I. Shh. We'll talk about it after your next therapy session. In the meantime, go to iTunes and get those podcasts, folks. You'll really enjoy them. back and just in the nick of time the g-men on the mymac.com podcast well welcome back and i hope you take time and, and go and listen to some of those podcasts there's, there's some real great stuff now guy i woke up this morning and as is usual like coming to basically the office where the computer sits and it's sitting there awake ready for me to sign in because I've got that schedule thing running. So you yeah. can do that in preferences. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I opened it up and I just check a few things, email, check my RSS feeds, you know, go down, grab some breakfast, come back up, open up Twitter. And Twitter this morning was, well, all it was a what? Well, it was, one, it was all a Twitter because it was all over the place this morning. There was lots of duplicate, uh, duplications of, of uh, messages because people get pressing send of course when, uh, yeah when it wasn't working and but as soon as it was working it then, 
he accepted all of their send messages. But what was what was um, really prevalent was the fact that was the Apple Store, it's down. <laughs> so, and you know what that means on a tu- you know what that means on a Tuesday morning, the yep. expectation goes through the roof. Now, I actually, if anybody follows me on on Twitter, and I think you you know you're very uh, the thank thank you. If you do follow me, thank you. But you must have found out by now that you're you're following a crazy person. Um, That's why I follow you. Yeah, but I did say this morning that I thought, hey, everybody, it's just the pre-release of the iPhone. Don't worry about it, you know. No big deal. Yeah, big deal, you know. And then I said, Apple proved me wrong. And boy, did they prove me wrong. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, What was it they released? It was, uh, let me see here. Something it was, very I think familiar. It, yeah, it was an iPhone dock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just what everybody needs. It's integrated um, um, with iOS 4. Well, everybody said it was dead. Everybody said it's been dying. And everybody's been, oh, a lot of people have said it's been dying for a long time. But Apple have updated quite considerably the Mac Mini. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, of course, it's got updated updated specs. It's running a uh, the low end one is running a, a two point four gigahertz Core two Duo. That's faster than what I've got at the moment. Yep, uh, two gigs of RAM, a three twenty gig, two and a half inch hard drive. Uh, actually, I think uh, didn't the older one have five USB ports? Yes, but there's a big reason why that's only got four, I think. Yeah, so it's got four USB ports, uh, FireWire 800 port, which is very welcome on a machine like this. But the one big thing that it, that it has that the other ones didn't have was an HDMI port. Uh, it, not only an HDMI port, which I think is extremely important, but they've stuck an SD um, Oh, you're right. I forgot well. about that. Yeah, An SD slot. SD, SD card slot. So, yeah, but that... But that uh, certainly um, that HDMI out connection is big news. And as soon as I thought that, saw that, I thought, hey, <laughs> Apple TV, bye yeah. bye Apple TV. Yeah, super I, Apple TV. Yeah. And I also noticed that um, the Apple TV was missing from, you've got the row of the products along the top. And I, I'm pretty sure that the Apple TV was all also along that row of uh, products but it disappeared from that row of products and went elsewhere on the front page you're um, right it's not there that's right and so so whether they're you know looking at you know killing off the mac mini i don't know uh, sorry the apple tv i don't know um some people still think it's got a lot of life in it i i gotta say i like my apple tv i like the interface it's easy to use it's simple it's you know tv-esque um and Using the Mac Mini as a um, media device for your TV is all well and good, but for your average everyday um, Joe blog, in fact, that includes me, going onto the TV, you don't want people having to, you know, use a keyboard and use a mouse to get stuff up and running. But with that HDMI HDMI port, I think it it is because I have been contemplating using um, a Mac Mini as a uh, as a media center for the TV. Well, it's it's quite a bit more expensive. Uh, I, I'm looking at the yes. Apple site right now. There is not a single mention of the Apple TV on any on any part of the Apple Store's front page at all. Well, I I found it actually on the UK's front page on the left hand side, down by an iPod connection. So let me see if it's still there. Yeah, if you go on the UK, but that's for page, accessories. That that's not to to buy an Apple TV. 
Well, it says for iPod, and it's got Apple TV. And if you click on the Apple TV, oh, it then right. takes you to the Apple TV screen. And the only one they're showing is the 160 gig for 229. Yeah, yeah, I think that's recent that they changed that from the, they got rid of the 40 gig um, a little while ago. I think, I'm pretty sure. But it's, I mean, it's been relegated almost. You know, it says for iPod. Yeah, which is <laughs> uh, it, it's weird. weird. It's weird. So. Whether they're going to be killing off the Apple TV, we don't know. But that is, that's a you know, that is a Apple TV on steroids. The new Mac Mini. Yeah, but but it's running it's running the full OS. It it's, is, and they, they've really, actually changed. They've actually changed the enclosure because the old one was yes. uh, what two and a half by six by six, and it's now an inch, one point four inches by seven by seven. Yes. By seven. 7.7. 7. Where, yeah. where do they come up with some of these dimensions? You know, make it, just make it 8, okay? You know, is that so yeah. tough? Just make it 8 eight inches. For the love of God. What's the big deal yeah, here? Yeah, And uh, it's got easy access to the uh, yeah, to RAM out, underneath. Yep, change out your RAM. It, it's really just yeah. a question. You just turn this, this, like, round thing on the bottom of it. I'm not even sure what they're calling it. And uh, is it a hatch? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm calling it. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to the the page. Yeah. There's it's this round port on the bottom of it. It's got like two what looks like two little finger holes. You you turn that I think clockwise, and then the whole bottom machine opens up, and then your RAM ports are right there. And you can put eight gig of RAM in this thing. I mean, it's a it's a little beast, really. This, I I only run Mac Minis at well. That's a lie. I've got a MacBook as well. Um, but well, you know, it, honestly, honestly, that's really the same thing. There's not that much difference between the MacBooks and the Mac Mini, Correct. other other than portability as far as the hardware goes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I now, agree. What's What's the price on that machine in the UK? Well, there now here comes the sticking point. Here yeah. comes the sticking point. Um, it's gone up from I think it was uh, now I think it's gone up about one hundred and twenty pounds. It's now uh, the cheapest one is six forty nine, and I think the uh, over in the states it's gone up to six ninety nine. Yeah. Now I've seen a few tweets, and uh, originally I think um, the original iMac, uh, sorry, Mac Mini was four ninety nine. Yeah, the then original one to- was the original G four. Uh, Mac Mini was four ninety nine. Then it went up to five ninety nine, which I think it's probably been at five ninety nine for a, a little while now, hasn't it? Yeah. Now I I said uh, my thoughts were, uh, I've said this on Twitter actually this evening, a little while before we came on the show. Um, I said that if that machine had a Blu Ray, that extra expense, no problem at all, makes it an absolute no brainer. Right. If they'd kept the price with this new device again. Big smile on my face. The fact that they've increased it by that amount, it's just, it's just making me hesitate. Because well, what's, I mean, the, the big difference is it's got, you know, it, of course, it's easier to replace the RAM or add more RAM if that's what you want to do. Um, the dimensions of it are slightly different. It's got an integrated power supply, so there's no longer the, the power Yeah, that's brick. nice. You don't have that great big brick hanging off the end. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if, if, it's in, if it's in your entertainment console, I mean, does it really matter? Yeah, but if they're pushing it as something which is a media center, you know, to put it up by that much, that's a lot of people are going to say, yeah, you're joking. Yeah. And it's got, uh, I believe the older one had the Intel integrated graphics. Yeah, this has got the NVIDIA GeForce 320M, isn't it? So, Which is actually it's, it's, very, very nice. 
Yeah, it's it's a great little machine, absolutely great little machine. Now, you, uh, you, want, you want to hear something kind of weird? Uh, both of my kids have an older Core 2 Duo. I think it's the, the 2 or the 2.2 gigahertz Core 2 Duo Mac Minis. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going off topic a little bit there, a little bit here, surprise. And, uh, you know, Steam just, just came out for the Mac, and they've got all their games, or uh, quite a few <laughs> of their games on Steam. Yep. They're able to play Steam games with the Intel integrated graphics on their Mac Minis, and that's all well and good. I, on the other hand, with my 24-inch iMac with a dedicated uh, NVIDIA 7600 card with 256 megs of dedicated RAM, cannot. What? I cannot play almost any of the Steam games on my 24-inch iMac. Well, it's... It's funny you should say that because oh, I'm I, not laughing. I, well, no, it's, <laughs> no. Okay. I can, I can play un- it on my laptop on my two point three three. It's unfortunate that you should say that <laughs> because when I went to the uh, Mac Mini page and had a look down, they're showing one of the screens, and under the souped-up graphics, a great little performer. I think that um, uh, Steam is it Steam? Uh, it's what Team Fortress Two? A screenshot of that or something? Yes. Oh, yes. Of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy! I, when I found that out, I was like, "Really, really? A, a Mac with a dedicated graphics card with 256 megs of RAM can't play your games, but my kid's Mac Mini with with integrated Intel graphics can." <laughs> really? So it looks like your lads are getting a new Mac Mini, <laughs> so, that, so, so that so that they can't play those games. <laughs> Or either that, or I'll just I'll take Peter's Mac Mini and give him my twenty-four inch iMac and just buy mm. myself a big monitor. Now, well, that's enough about the Mini. But you you actually mentioned to me, and I I, I I tend to agree with you. But it's not something that I'd ever look at or use. But people keep telling me that the real bargain is the Mac Mini server. Yeah, um, with the Mac Mini server, you get you get automatically you get the. The faster Core 2 Duo chip, which is the, the 2.66 gigahertz, you get two 500 gig, and again, they're, you know, they're two and a half inch drives, two 500 gig drives, but it comes with Snow Leopard server, which basically has an unlimited number of clients that you can attach to this. Now, I think if you went over a certain number that the thing would choke and die, but I mean, just, just the fact that they're including Snow Leopard server with a Mac Mini at under $1,000. Now, that, I think, is one heck of a bargain. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that a few people say that, that you know, it is a great bargain that, yeah. with, the, with that server software. It, uh, it's certainly something which I'm not involved with, so, you know, I can't really comment on it. But, well, uh, let's, let's go back to the pricing for a minute. Um, okay. I was, I was, you know, kind of messing around with this, and now the, the low end comes with a 2.4 gigahertz Core 2 Duo, which is a perfectly serviceable processor that's a nice chip but if you start to do some some basic upgrades to it let's see, you, see, you, you bump it up to the 2.66 you put four gigs of ram in it which really you know i mean that should be that should have been standard to begin with uh, yeah, I agree and, with you there. and a 500 gig hard drive and, and throw in a, a wired keyboard and, and a magic mouse now the price is almost 1200 dollars, and that's without a monitor now you price you price an iMac the low end iMac which is a twenty one point five inch monitor comes with a three point oh six core two duo four gigs of RAM already 
a full-sized 500-gig hard drive, and that comes in at less than a slightly bumped Mac Mini. But somebody said, and I've got to agree with this, and, and I'm a bit concerned by it. They said, yeah, you wait till you see the next updates on the iMacs and the rest of the Macs, and you watch the price change on those. So I hope that doesn't happen. But I agree with you. You're, you're almost better off going for... If going um, for the Unless you already have a, a yes. really nice LCD display. Unless yeah. you don't... And, you know, and certainly you can go almost anywhere, and I won't mention any names because we don't have a regular sponsor yet, but if we did have a regular sponsor, we would be talking about their wonderful RAM prices. Um, you, could go, <laughs> <laughs> you could go almost anywhere... And, and get RAM for one of these machines for certainly a lot cheaper than what Apple is going to sell oh, okay. it to you. Yeah, and yeah. and with the fact that, that this has much easier access to that slot certainly makes it more attractive. Definitely. But I, I think the big reason why Apple does this is if you're going to spend that kind of money, get an iMac. You know, if 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 your needs are relatively I, light. I've got, I've got to say I'm going to totally agree with you there because if, if – if you can afford to go for the iMac, you haven't got all the peripherals, then go for the iMac. You know, if you need the Mac Mini, okay, fine. But if you if you haven't got a screen, you need a screen. You will get a beautiful screen when you go for an iMac as well. Oh, they're beautiful screens. But I I just can't figure. You know, this is supposed to be Apple's you know low cost Mac, and they have priced it at in such a way that. A lot of people, if they were looking to get a machine like this, will start thinking about an iMac instead, which, of course, puts more money the, into Apple's pockets. That's the Apple way. <sighs> well, I, that, I, I just think, I think that they're missing a good bet here. That oh, a, I agree with you. I that, agree that with a you. Mac Mini, which is a, a perfectly serviceable machine, my kids both use them. You know, you're using one. And yep. if I didn't already have a, a, a 24-inch iMac... I would certainly be thinking along the lines of something small like a Mac Mini the next time around. If, but of course, my problem is, well, amongst many, is that I've got my various hobbies, which include Final Cut Pro, which you need a little bit more horsepower. Yeah, I can imagine that uh, the 2.4 or 2.66 may well be to deal with it. But, um, yeah, you, you you want as much horsepower as you can when, you, when you're yeah. running those sorts of applications. It, it just seems to me that, that Apple could have I think made right. this machine then, less expensive by do, and made it a better buy, which well, is even probably leaving why it the they same didn't price, do it. Guy. I yeah. think even leaving it at the same price or perhaps going, you know, fifty dollars more or something if they really needed to, because it is a it's a fabulous form factor they've got there. I can't but, I can't you know, wait to see one in a store. Yeah, I think I think that I agree with you, they've missed a missed a bit of a trick there. But there yep. you go. Anyway, I think that'll do us for um for tonight. Yep, I think so too. And uh so I, I hope you've all had a great time listening to our, our little bit of insanity tonight. This this was really kind of a weird show. <laughs> Well, thanks very much. Well, not as weird as, I guess, not as weird as, I, maybe that can be the tagline. This show is not as weird as the week before. <laughs> it's weirder. <laughs> so uh, please enter our contest. Please contact us through the various means and ways that we've given you so many times before. Please call our telephone number at 703-436-9501. And uh, I think that's going to do it. And we'll see you. Yep. We'll see you all next week. And thank you for listening to the MyMac.com podcast. 
please send off feedback to podcast at mymac.com. Be sure to check out our other shows, including Geekiest Show Ever, My Phototech Podcast, Your Own Victory Garden, and Sam's Cool Picks. All available in iTunes. 